hammer time. Hammer time! Every time you see me, the hammer, hammer is so just high. So- What's up, everybody? What's it's the free show. It's a free show. We're talking about what we're going to do on the show. It's for you. It's for the fans. Dave's here. I was out sick last week. Sorry, everybody. Goma had the Rona. I did not have no. I did not have the coronavirus. No, contrary to popular belief, I have had the coronavirus. Though I have had it. I'm not I sure have... which strain. It's so hard to keep track of uh, everything. I'm not sure. I mean, I so far I've never tested positive. So, <laughs> whatever. I haven't gotten tested a lot. I actually I've yeah, never been either. tested, but I also I didn't not either. Even, like you if can I, have it and not even if, know. If you know. I had it, I didn't exhibit symptoms. Yeah, but if I'm I already had symptoms. I didn't get sick. I'm on. I, I I've had up to the first booster, I'm and I know there's like what three boosters now. Um, I had the first shot, the second shot. I have and a then card. About... I have a card somewhere that I could probably find, and I would know these details. Well, I actually got. I actually got. The, the first booster like back in like july oh i actually like from the first remember. shot to the second shot and then there was like a whole it's, year it where, was like, so long ago i don't even remember there was like a whole period of, of time of, of about a year and then all of a sudden like dozens of people at yeah. work got it and were out and i was like well i guess this might be yeah. a good time for me to get re up yes. on boosters we're back andy thanks for stopping by we appreciate it check out the uh out group hello there killing it over there on facebook in that group uh, New York Comic Con was this weekend in whoa. Yeah, whoa. a lot of stuff happened. I'm... Whoa. So we're going to talk about a lot of the big highlights, the comic highlights. Now, but... I didn't I didn't follow the comic highlights as much as the toy highlights. You know, Hasbro had already done their thing. Hasbro wasn't there. I'm really more of a Hasbro guy than everything else. Oh, I wasn't talking. I'm not talking like Hasbro. I'm talking like Super 7 I and know. Mondo. Super 7 showed out. Mondo's teasing a six-inch scale uh, battle cat. I want Not, it for my GI yeah, Joes. That I want is, it for my GI Joes. But those are the, that's that big that's that big like really super scale like He Man, Skeletor, Merman, uh, Man Mondo. Arms. Yeah, they got some dope. That is He-Man, that is a battle cat battle cat to that scale. Well, those that's a six inch figure. Yeah. I don't think that's a six one twelve scale. But it, it is. Those are six inch figures that Mondo's got. I'm pretty sure they are, dude. I'd have to double check. I mean, I'm I'm thinking yeah. I'm thinking about like the uh, super articulated three hundred dollar ones, right? Yeah, no shit. Henry, who is not here, probably isn't listening, might be listening, but he uh, gets some of those just by calling up Mondo and being like, "Hey, I'll review it." Is this how we usually go with Taylor on the bottom? Uh, no, usually You're I'm on the bottom. Usually, sure. usually if Adam was here, it'd be you and Adam on the top, and Taylor and I on the bottom. Well, I am the foundation I, I, on which sometimes this podcast a cigar is, just is a built. Cigar. But I'm not even going to comment on that. Hi, Taylor. Hey, Gomer. Hey, David. Hello. I'm doing okay. Good. Uh, we're back after a week, and what a week with New York Comic Con. That's basically all we're talking about is comic news from New York Comic Con, and we're not even going to scratch the surface this week. We'll probably have some leftover shit next week, but it's really a lot of mini series, man. Like uh, Bishop, right, is getting a comic where he's going to train like the war generals, right? Like X. Three is getting a comic, but it's called X23, which is weird. They're kind of like progressing her a little bit, maybe. But anyway, there's a lot of shit. We're not even going to cover this. Not even talking about. We're hitting big shit at Marvel and DC. 
and that's really it because there was so fucking much. I don't but, know if it was today or if it was last night, but Michael J. Yeah. Fox and uh, Christopher Lloyd. Random. Go ahead. Like reunited on stage. It was like a very bittersweet moment. Because, <laughs> well, they, they've done that a couple of times. Yeah, but it, it's... I remember I in 2015, the day that, like, the year they're supposed to, you know, be the setting of Back to the Future Part 2, they yeah. uh, they showed up on, like, Kimmel or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But it, it was a very, it's kind of a very bittersweet moment because, you know, Michael J. Fox is suffering yeah. from Parkinson's and it's, it's nice to see him, but it's also kind of, you know, well, it's hard sometimes to happens, see him. Man. I, I know. know. It sucks. It sucks. He's pushing through. He's doing a lot of good for funding and, you know, yeah. for that, you know. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to turn it. It's like, oh, look at Gomer. It's a terrible thing he's got. It's so great. It's not. It's terrible, but it I is mean, awful. it could be worse, right? He's still beloved. Everybody fucking adores that guy. You know, that's one thing. I mean, you could be perfectly healthy and everybody hate you. I'm honestly not sure what's worse. I'll be honest. I'm this close, right, T? I'm this close. <laughs> yeah, you stole my joke me. there about how, that's like, you know. basically me. Maybe there's, like, one or two people who don't hate you, but, you know, not sure about that. Yeah, me neither. So, uh, all right, yeah, let's just do it. It's time. Let's do the damn thing. Mm-hmm. Making a very appropriate. Uh, let's intro. do it to it, Pruitt. Sheer fucking hubris. How dare we? How dare we? But there is a lot of Star Trek in addition. To oh, yeah. We got a new LaForge. There's two new LaForges. We'll have to get to that too. That's part of the news. Alright. Three weeks east. Welcome back to another episode of this week's comics. That Ricky Grease. Comic book shit talk show. Shit talk show. Gomer Taylor, aka David. How's it going, everybody? I'm doing well. Uh, let's just get into it. We had an awesome pre-show. That does speak well for the uh uh, front show segment one what did we watch this week there were so many dope things but i oh, think shit. we would I be not watched that yet we would be dumb if we didn't mention werewolf by night uh it was really well done uh, i had a wonderful yeah. time um i really love the presentation like even down to like you know the font and like the like everything was like an old universal flick the to music, start off with dude, you know the music did it for me yeah the music was it was it was like almost like uh uh what they call that Le- silent movies you know it took like a hint from that and when they originally had these old noir sort of horror movies they were sort of moving away from the silent movies where they just played music you know that that ran the the narrative really and oh yeah i just thought it was just so fucking well done yeah andy chiming in doing pretty good yeah that's hey, andy. Uh, what do you mean andy the show or you I'm assuming him. One. I'm assuming just him one. too. I'm assuming him too. He's awesome. He can't mean the show. I mean, let's yeah. be honest here. Yeah, go <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, check it out, dude. It's really fun. Well, well uh, see, no I'm, spoilers I'm, I'm then, like, but yeah, um, I, don't, I, I thought it was images. very well done. Well, I got images. I guess we. I can show off two of them. You know, uh, you know, Jack Russell, Werewolf, Werewolf by Night, fucking Elsa Bloodstone. So cool to see her make an appearance in the MCU. I hope yep. she shows up uh in blade or something something else because she is a really fun character man 
She's got Constantine level charisma in well, in the MCU. It's unclear know? when exactly this is supposed to be taking place. If it is contemporary, we could expect her to show yeah. up. We might be we might be able to see like old lady Elsa show up in some things, you know. Well, Hard to I say. Mean, and the the with all all is all is doable with the Bloodstone, but also all is doable with the multiverse, you know? They can do well, whatever the enough. fuck they want. Right? People are like, oh, yeah. they should have recast T'Challa. And I'm like, well, they still can. Technically. Technically, you know? yeah. They whenever they want, you know. They uh, we did have a we did have a warmonger yeah. or killmonger as T'Challa in what if. As yeah, the Black exactly, Panther. dude. So. Yeah. So uh anything else you guys want to talk about that you saw this week that's not NYCC related? We're gonna have a special news segment for that. Are we gonna I, talk about Andor? Uh Andor was solid this yeah. week. It's a slow grind. There's not much to say about it, but yeah, they are like slowly building up to it. They so, are, wait, they are on there. their way to Moria. <laughs> More than it was weird, dude. Oh, but one last thing I would say about Werewolf by Night, though. Oh, sure, um sure. I appreciate how they decided to do this the way, like with the format here. They didn't try to extend it out past what the story had legs for to make it like a full feature length movie. And they also didn't try to like cut it up into a TV show. Like this little like hour vignette thing was definitely the way to go here. I saw yeah. it as a Halloween special, something yeah. that you could watch. Yeah. Well, apparently they were originally going to call again. it like the uh, the MCU Halloween special. I think was what it was originally going to be yeah. called. And it, yeah, <laughs> the it Star was Wars holiday it was, special. It was just a whole <laughs> lot of fun, dude. And that's what I like from my MCU. We'll talk about more MCU later uh, with She Hulk. One episode to go. Um, I love love Daredevil and She Hulk. Andy right on cue. Uh, yeah, dude, I did too. And a lot of people didn't care for, but anything Fuck else? Damn, it was awesome. And yeah, we should stop talking uh, about the, the haters. Anything else you guys watch this weekend? That's not NYCC. Not, uh, not anything I watched. No, I, but just I stuff we're going to talk about anyway. Yeah, yeah. Segment one then into segment one. Yeah. Nothing. All right, well, let's do the news then. For a second. Okay. All right. So, man, it's, again, it's going to be mostly Marvel and DC shit out of NYCC this week and probably next week, too, because there was so fucking much. But we really want to dig deep into a few. I mean, it's still going that, on still. <laughs> and no, it's technically they're still doing shit, right? But, um, I mean, Joe Casada is doing Batman covers. Uh, there's so many new miniseries for Marvel. There's just not enough time. Uh, one thing I will say that I hated, that I missed, that didn't happen at NYCC was there was nothing about GI Joe or Transformers and where that comic series are, where they are going. I wanted some confirmation on that. I thought it might've been a really big deal to do something like that, especially considering Hasbro just released a shit ton of cool GI Joe and Transformers at Hasbro PulseCon. Last I don't week. think they're going to make that yeah. sort of announcement at a con. They're going to like, that's going to be like a press release. And then like, once it's announced the next con after that, they'll do something. But I don't think they'll make the announcement at a con, but well, I when, think they could have done it all. When they lose the license they at said, the end of the year, right? They want to announce yes. it first. So they have like the people showing up at the, at the, uh, <laughs> the talks and things like that you know well you could let it sort of you know leak out that this is what's going to happen but then just we'll get an official out. press release and then like the next con after that they'll do something yeah. or other uh anyway stuff that's not comic related at new york comic-con anything just pick your favorite other thing uh, uh, i gotta say picard season three trailer was that was my, pretty good uh, we, getting the gang back together 
Yeah, Worf as like a pacifist now. What? It seems weird, but I'm I'm with it. We'll talk. I'm just glad to have Worf back. He kind of was a pacifist in that the season or the series finale of Star Trek, wasn't he? To some degree. Of Deep Space Nine? Yeah, no, not was... Deep Space Nine. I'm talking about Star Trek. Where are not really? I mean, he was oh, he was no, pretty mellow. Really. He was like starting up a relationship with Troy. I would not say he was a pacifist, though. Yeah, but no, a... I'm not talking about I'm not talking yeah. about Worf at the end. I'm talking about the future Worf. He's talking about up. no. He was a governor, things. and he like uh... yeah, he was like a war governor. Yeah, and then like Picard was like, "Oh, I see you've become a huge bitch." He's like, "No, I haven't." And you know, he eventually yeah. just jumps back in. You know, yeah, he's definitely not um, a pacifist. No, but it he looks was... cool with the whole original, you know, TNG crew coming back and Enterprise F. What? Uh, LaForge, yes, having two daughters, you know, on the show and one of them, two villains and a new villain. You know, the new villain. I don't even know her deal, but I, she seems I, like a screaming badass. But she does. She, she, she's and the Cassandra Kane, uh, Cassandra Kane, John Luke Picard. Yeah. Lore and Moriarty, which is so weird that we missed last week because of that meme. I, I saw – you guys see that meme I posted in the in the Facebook message with Moriarty's box and the bubble that Forge made over the vault. Remember that? Nobody? Anyway. Yeah, I, no, I remember. You're right. It wasn't funny? Is that what you're saying? I, I prob- Since I don't hang out on Facebook a lot, I probably didn't see it. Taylor, what other thing, not comic book, at New York Comic Con did you want to mention? was your favorite or whatever um i can't really think of anything no it's a lot of shit it was dope yeah Um, there's plenty to talk about we don't need to pad this out yeah yeah but i i did see the a whole bunch of like stuff from super seven and mondo yeah you said about the toys man yeah Yeah, but they they had they and some of this is like the old eastman and lard comics the, uh, the how they're stylized but they have yeah. a Triceraton soldier that is like it looks like it's like ten inches tall. Oh, that's cool. It is like cool. incredible. Well, all right, news for comics. Uh Superman. We're starting at DC. We got two DC, two Marvel, but they're all it's kind of two Marvel. It's really like five Marvel, but man, it's fucking weird. Anyway, a new era for Superman is starting. Okay. Action comics is going to have you know, ongoing after this return of Kal-El, you know, mini thing ends. But it's going to focus on the Superman family. Right? I think this is a good direction to go. I think it's okay. Yeah, we got the whole Superman squad going here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's only fair that Superman gets a, gets a whole bunch of people like Batman does. I mean, well, he does. He has for yeah, but years. They, they don't, they've never, like, Put them forward like they have on the same same scope and scale as Batman. Yeah. Well, I mean, they have tried this before. You know, New Con. I don't know if anybody remembers that crossover event. I have all of them because I loved it. I thought it was fucking perfect. Um, but okay, Action is going to have three epic stories uh, of the Superman and Su- of Superman and his family. Philip Kennedy Johnson, Dan Jurgens, and Leia Williams are doing that. Hey, that's um, a pretty good team right there. Yeah. So that's going to happen in Action Comics 1051, January 24th, right? Uh, I love that idea. I love that idea for Action Comics. You know what I mean? For Just for Action Comics, I love that idea. Because you're getting it to focus on all of these other characters. Yeah, I mean, you've always had these like parallel Superman books, and it is good to kind of differentiate them a bit more like that, I think. Yeah, dude. But you also get to put a focus on, like... 
a bunch of characters that are pretty cool to power. Yeah. Books, I mean, Superman has cool. his own book. So yeah, it would be action comics is a great venue for getting out all these, uh, yeah. Superman adjacent characters. Yeah. All right. Superman is getting a new team. Uh, I think this is the, the issue. Or the, one of the covers. I know anyway. that's Metallo, but it looks like a Terminator. And it, I, it, I, it I like don't dislike the green, Terminator. The green helps. The green helps a lot. Yeah. And there's a context. But yes, you're absolutely right. It looks like a fucking Terminator. Uh, this Not guy, a bad uh, thing. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. There's a new Superman ongoing monthly series. Joshua Williamson and Jamal Campbell. That's going to begin in February. Uh, that's the team. You know what I mean? Uh, Jamal Campbell, in my opinion, is the best artist they have working at, at DC Comics right now. He did Naomi. He's just amazing. He's awesome. Um, but Joshua Williams writes fucking everything, dude. You know what I mean? He's good, but he's like the guy. He's, he's the most obvious person to, to write it. And I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, yeah. Um, Oh no! Oh. What about Superman? I do get about a new Superman book if there's a new creative team on it. Yeah, I'm willing to give it a shot. I mean, I, I was would... probably going to check out this return for uh, the original Kal El Superman anyway. So yeah, I'll definitely be on for a few issues at least. There you go. Perfect. All right. Lastly, now this is kind of a heartbreaker. Uh, Superman's Son of Kal El will end with issue number eighteen. But Tom Taylor is coming back with artist Clayton Henry. They're going to tell a new story of John Kent stories in Adventures of Superman, John Kent. John will finally get a chance to take on the man who is responsible for kidnapping and torturing him, Ultraman. The Superman of Verse 2, Val Zod, will also play a major part in a six-issue miniseries coming out in March. See, I don't necessarily find this to be unwelcome news at all. You said it was kind of sad, but like, this is basically just the next arc of what they were going to do anyway. You know, I, I can only assume. Yes, of course. And for all we but... know that it's going to probably expand out to an ongoing series. Well, That's they how... like to like read number or like relaunch titles yeah. to, for marketing purposes. So this is just a minor blip, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Although I have no idea what the whole captured and tortured by Ultraman thing is about. Was that something from like Bendis's Legion run? Uh, I have, I honestly don't know either. I thought you knew. You were talking like, like, oh yeah, that sounds good. But yeah, I don't know. Hopefully well, it sounds good that. because it's John Kent <laughs> being written by Tom Taylor. You could describe any plot synopsis <laughs> you wanted, and I'd still be on board for yeah. it. Uh, all right, one more bit of DC news. They have a new event coming called Lazarus Planet. This is uh, in 2023. It's a weekly uh, by Mark Wade. All right. It's going to explode out of the events of Batman versus Robin, which first issue is, is solid. I like this. Um, all right. Following the event of Mark Wade and Mahmoud Azrar's Batman and Robin number four in December, the Lazarus volcano has erupted. Oh. And it's, yeah. Ooh, Dave's like, oh my God, a volcano? Uh, the uh, Lazarus juice. Okay. So it's just like, yeah, erupting like Lazarus green goo yes, everywhere. So, so they're doing Lazarus so, juice. So y'all. DC is doing its own version of the Terrigen Mist. Uh, man, you know that's not a bad, really a bad comparison, dude. Because as the Lazarus clouds, I'm reading again, clouds rain down upon the planet, people across the globe can begin to develop strange new abilities. 
watch their already extraordinary abilities change and witness a whole host of chaos unlike anything the GCU has ever experienced. Bullshit. So yeah, everybody gonna change it'd be it'd be different. Um <laughs> yeah, so there you well, go. I mean, I guess I, I mean, is I'm that almost Batman with a Doctor like, Fate helmet. That's interesting. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> rad, dude. It's pretty rad. It looks like he's gonna clap or something. He's clapping his hands. Yay! And is that like Martian Manhunter looking like Doomsday or something back there? Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's is, what it looks is, like, dude. I honestly don't know what to make of this. I mean, it's playing off this, right? See, here's the picture A. It looks kind of like Scarlet Witch Black Canary. B. Yeah, it looks like it looks like a. Like I know a that's not what it is, but yeah. Yeah. So check it. This is John Kent over here, right, all the way on the right, and then it flips him. So he's on. Oh, that's the wrong one. Sorry. So then he's on the left, and he's Superman Blue over here. Yeah, what? I figured that's, that's what. It, I figured that was a callback to that. Um, that's pretty I, rad. I don't hate that, although just yeah. I don't know what the hell to make of this. All right. So again, this starts in January, January tenth, and then it's weekly. Um, you know, all through uh, February twenty first, and it's all Lazarus Planet, and there's Alpha, there's Assault on Krypton, We Once Were Gods. Legends Reborn, Dark Evolution, Dark Fate, and then ending with Omega. So yeah, that's fucking weird. Dude. Since when is Krypton around to be assaulted? I don't know. The Lazarus Juice is going to resurrected the back, entire dude. fucking planet on the other side of the goddamn galaxy. It got dripped on. Wade. It got dripped on some kryptonite. I don't it's know. Mark Wade. It you being Mark Wade does have me like put more stock in this than i otherwise would but yeah i'm all I, over this i'm all over i this. am thoroughly on the fence right now i have no idea about this it sounds so stupid it does I but maybe wait. in a fun way i can't wait it sounds so dumb so he's also getting help mark wade's sort of show running things but ricardo federici gene lu and yang billy tan nicole maids uh skylar partridge Francis Manipool, who I adore, Dan Waters, Philip Kennedy Johnson, Josie Campbell, and more are going to jump on these. So it just seems like it's going to be a whole lot of stupid fun. Like, hey, let's just fuck everybody up and change them with Lazarus juice, you know, and do mismatches and stuff. I don't know. Fuck it. We'll see. Anyway, Superman going to be cool again. That's the big news. And then Lazarus Planet. All right. Going on to Marvel. Marvel has announced a whole shit ton of events. Now, if this looks, you know, reminiscent, it should because this is how like the MCU sort of shows off when all their new shit's coming out. Yeah, I get that synergy going there. Yeah. Um, so Avengers know. Assemble is Jason Aaron's thing, so I'll probably be reading that. Yeah. Um, Sense of Sinister uh, sounds fun. Yeah, that's uh, Jason Aaron. I'm gonna read all these off while we go. So okay, with sorry. Brian Hitch, Javier Garon. Aaron Cooter. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be Avengers, Avengers Forever, and Avengers of 1 million BC in a multiverse-spanning saga. Uh, yeah, and that's going to end his run there. Uh, Dark Web is coming in December. That's going to last way too long. Uh, I think we actually have this the thing for that. Yeah, dude, that's lasting into February. Come on. That's way too long for a, a Spider-Man event. Uh, so yeah, two clones in the Marvel Universe, Madeline Pryor and Ben Riley, team up as Goblin Queen and Chasm to unleash their revenge in a Spider-Man X-Men crossover. Huh. Okay. Yeah, not a big fan of that. Yeah, I'm prob that's probably a pass for me for now at least. <laughs> All right, here it is. Here's the big one. 
Mr. Sinister's devious machinations yield the darkest Marvel Comics future to date in this universe-melting X-Men event. This is going to run through Immortal X-Men, X-Men Red, and Legion of X. And they're going to be transformed into different books, right? So Storm and the Brotherhood of Mutants instead of X-Men Red. And then Nightcrawlers instead of Legion of X. And then what is this? Immoral X-Men, which, man, that cover is too hot for comic shops. Uh, yeah, and then Sins of Sinister. This right? kind of reminds me of... Um, I am stoked for this. Age of Apocalypse? That, That's no, exactly what it is. No, I was going to say more like the... Uh, oh, God, what was it called? Uh, Heroes Reborn event from a few years ago. Oh, okay. Ago. Well, those were kind of similar, but... Heroes Reborn was kind of like outside of the universe now or in. I don't know. That's very complicated. I'm assuming this is going to be too. It looks like we're just getting like, what if uh, Laura was a Nightcrawler, you know? Yeah, but the way that they're saying, or at least the news that I read, I think I have more on this, man. Maybe I don't. Um, yeah, I don't. Anyway, they are doing it in a way where it is sort of like um, Age of Apocalypse. It's sort of like Age of, of Mr. Sinister, right? And e either way, it, whether it's like Heroes Reborn or like Age of Apocalypse, I'm down for this. This looks fucking Oh, yeah, awesome. this looks fun as hell. I'm like Sinister awesome. is like so much fun. Like Kieran Gillen and, J and uh, Jonathan Hickman, like he, he's the best character both of them have been writing. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Yeah. And you know Sinister's enjoying that, being choked out by Emma thing. Oh, man. I love it. Anyway, oh, back weirdo. back to the next event. And again, this is just now spring 2023, <laughs> right? This With, is a lot of events for a short amount of time. Yeah. Thank you. That was my wrap on all of this. Um, so anyway, we're not there yet. But Captain America Cold War, um, currently sharing the mantle of Captain America, Steve Rogers, Sam Wilson's current adventures collide in this crossover between Sentinel of Liberty and Symbol of Truth. Uh, both books are quite good. Quite good. Uh, this week's issue, I, I forget even which one it was. I think it was Sentinel Liberty. No, I don't remember. It was Sentinel Liberty. It was Sentinel good. Liberty. It was, yeah. good. It was, it was yeah. Um, uh, a lot of drama there at the end, a lot of tension. I was like, oh, wow. That's, yeah, it was really good. There was. But, um, but yeah, um, if you haven't been reading the Captain America books, I don't know that this means anything to you. But if you have, yeah, I definitely am going to continue on into whatever this ends up being. Yeah, me as well. Uh, we don't have, I think they might have final like reads on this, like how many other books are going to be involved but there are definitely yes going to be some other books involved in this so that's a little off-putting to me um i was thinking it was probably just be lot. like a crossover between uh sentinel and symbol there but no they're still going to have a, a now if they're going to pull other people in i guess whatever yeah i think they're still going to have some one shots uh now something that i'm totally just disinterested in uh oh, yeah. out tongues out spinning out of the titles uh like venom carnage and red goblin comes a slew of new symbiotic stories get ready for the return of old faces the debut of new symbiote heroes and exciting shifts for iconic symbiote stars the symbiotes uh, must be really popular with a lot of people because they keep doing these uh symbiote centric things but this just is not for me no no yeah <laughs> i have not and nor have i Excuse ever me. Yeah, I've never cared about these symbiote things. Yeah. 
Uh, and that's weird because we don't have any other information on Summer of Symbiotes, just like we don't have any other information on Fall of X, uh, the big Summer uh, 23 X-Men event. Um, the X-Men hoped Krakow would last forever. Time to find out if they were right. Uh, it's sort of a, suggesting that we're we're done now. Yeah, um, that title definitely implies that we're coming to the end of the Krakowin status quo here. Yeah. And we had to figure okay that would happen that. eventually, but... Um, yeah. I'm not sure where you go after that. Yeah. I mean, do you, who, somebody just go open up the school? I guess we'll go back to the school. I mean, inevitably, we end up back at the school again. That's just... Yeah. That's the default for the X-Men, is they eventually do that. Um, I mean, I'm okay to see that. It's been fun, but yeah. honestly, since Hickman left, the quality has, you know, sort of gone way down. Um, overall, you I, know mean, what I mean, I'm, I'm still enjoying it. a lot of the books are still great, like like yeah. Immortal X Men and X Men Red and all these other uh, top tier X books, fantastic. But the status quo is eventually going to end. We do know that, so yeah, I guess uh, we'll see if it's a good ending. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, I'm all in on... Well, you're all in on that Avengers thing. I am probably not. The only thing I'll probably pick up in its totality, Sins of Sinister, because I'm basically getting those books anyway. Uh, I'm not really interested in Dark Web as much as I probably should be since it's an X-Men event. But I think I'm all in on that Captain America, dude. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely a four for six on this. Um, Avengers, uh, Sins of Sinister, Captain America, and Fall of X. I'll... Those are all things I generally keep up with anyway. So, yeah, definitely uh, looking forward yeah. to those. But I don't care about the symbiotes. And, uh, yeah, I just, I don't, the idea behind Dark Web just seems a little out for me. Yeah, and I, I, I need to know more about Fall of X. You know? I'm not following any series but Spider-Man enough to even care about the other ones. Yeah. So, so are you going to get Dark Web? Um, I might pick you're up. Kinda half, you're half assing on the uh, X Men, you know, at least a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it, it may. I might pick up the the Dark Web and the Sins of Sinister, but yeah. you know, I'm not following Avengers. I'm not following Captain America, and I'm not interested in the the Summer of Symbiote thing or whatever it is. So, yeah. Well, that's Spider Man Summer Symbiotes. But I, 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 I I'm not just not interested just in kidding. that. I'm just kidding. Uh, final bit of news. I couldn't resist myself because this is the dopest fucking comic book that they announced. Um, Star Trek Defiant, right? Um, we know that there's going to be a main flagship Star Trek book that involves Cisco out of the wormhole hunting somebody that's hunting gods, right? He's on the USS Theseus, you know, doing his thing with his team. This is happening concurrently with that. Um and this is Worf of House Martok, obviously. He's on the Defiant, and he gets fucking Ensign Rowe. No, that's not Ensign Rowe. I think that yeah. is Ensign Rowe. No, he does. Yeah. Well, it looks like Ensign Rowe, but he says he gets Bellana. So I don't know if that's like a different take on Bellana. But that definitely looks like fucking Ensign Rowe. But it says Bach, Bellana, and Lore of all motherfuckers. I thought that was Lore. That was too smiley to be Dave, uh, Data. Yeah. So. Yeah, fucking wild, dude. Well, um, Worf loves the Defiant. <laughs> oh, yeah, he slipped on that shit. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I think it's really cool that Star Trek is, over at IDW, is leaning all in on on making, like, a comic book universe. And, they, and rightfully so. Star Trek has never been hotter. It's supporting, like, six different shows, counting the animated shit. Uh, it's amazing. And it's about damn time that IDW stood up and it's like, all right. 
You know. Well, I mean, they're losing Transformers and they're losing GI Joe, and so they gotta take advantage of this well-known yeah. property that they can still, you know, do shit with. For know? sure. I mean, and also to give them credit, they really have upped their game when it comes to creator-owned stuff. I have an IDW book on my top three this week. You know, from IDW. So, uh, yeah. Uh, we're, we're looking forward to all that, and we'll talk about it when they come out. So, uh, finally, She-Hulk, episode eight, rip it, rib it and rip it. Um, we can talk about episode seven as well, I guess. Um, well, we're not going to talk. Well, I would at least mention with episode seven that I fucking loved the group session. Yeah, dude. I think the gang, they call themselves, like, those were such fun characters, and I'm really yeah, glad man. that, uh, they were, I hope to see more of them in the future. They were a lot now, of fun. I have a question. Where are all these people getting these powers and stuff from in the MCU? What do you Just mean? Fucking everywhere, man. What do you want? What do you mean? A, a spider? You know, a gamma I know accident? The, I know the no, gamma I'm talking, I'm talking like, somebody I'm with a gamma like, accident. I'm talking like about the, the, the swashbuckling guy. The- he's a mutant in the comics, although I don't think that he's going to be the first like full-fledged mutant to appear in the MCU here. Well, Miss and- Marvel already did that i think that's i know but like i didn't say she was a mutant just yet whatever it doesn't um, matter implied. but no you're right you're right but still i it, anyway, it point, doesn't it matter doesn't i matter. mean exactly th- these movies have been coming yeah. out for 10 years they can we can all just accept that there's all sorts of weird shit in the mcu and they don't have to go through an elaborate explanation for it yeah for sure dude uh, I mean, yeah, just like, like you had, you had like well. that one episode. Mister Immortal shows up, and it's like, yeah. where has he been? He got him from time? somewhere. What do you he mean, got them he from been? fucking somewhere, and it doesn't matter. Yeah, and what do you mean? Where's he been? Who's yeah, what's he gonna do? Been? He's been out being a dick <laughs> husband. He's not helping anyone. I mean, no wonder like, we haven't seen him. I mean, like if you if you think about, it, there's like all these Easter eggs sprinkled throughout the MCU movies, and right. there's no there's no like Easter egg for a Mister Immortal. Well, they just did it. I know, but it just he just pops up and he's Dude, immortal. No one cares about Mr. Immortal. They had him yeah. for a gag in one episode I mean, of She-Hulk. Been, we don't need any more than that. Been, he could have been somebody that was hanging around with the Eternals. Because they didn't oh, know they were going wrong. to use that character back then. Are you listening to yourself, David? <laughs> yeah, it, it, I think that's part of the problem with the MCU, man. I mean, with the comics, when we come up, all these characters were already there. You know, and if they weren't, if they were brand new, they were introduced, and we saw them get get introduced, right? Yeah. But with the MCU, it's like okay, now we have dozens and dozens of of costumed vigilantes. Like, Why Titanic. don't we ever see them hanging around New York when Spider Man's doing his thing? You know. Uh, and I think it's an okay argument, except for the fact that you're talking about a show where you have to or a, a something a piece of entertainment where you have to suspend your disbelief so much to the point where you believe that a man in an iron suit can fly like he does he would melt literally he would melt you could not generate enough power without the without heat to lift that suit off the ground iron man wouldn't melt yes but I'm just saying, dude. You have that's dis- every superhero thing. Is yeah, you dude, have to suspend your disbelief at man. least that much. But that's part of my. That's my favorite part about it, dude. They, it's just we they've been around long enough and we have seen yeah. enough of these movies, enough of these TV shows that we can just accept that there's all sorts of weirdos running around. Dude, don't get me started. Alan, we just Moore don't got, worry about it. Alan Moore got a book tour going on, and this motherfucker is new quotes from Alan Moore every other day, and I'm loving it. That dude's off the rails. Anyway, this is episode eight. One more to go. 
uh, it was really all about, you know, uh, Daredevil this episode. Everybody's yeah. been talking about, we got to get Daredevil. We got to get I, Daredevil. I was kind of hoping for a repeat of the, of the hallway fight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, no, that's what I said, Leroy. You know, even if there are characters that were introduced since then in the comics, we got to see them be created, you know, when they were added into the universe. Um, but anyway, yeah, I really like this episode. Uh, two things that really yeah, it was real me, Yeah, two things that really struck me was the way they played off of the audience expectations, right? Like Matt was about to have another hallway fight, and then Jen jumps in, you know, to stop it before it even starts, just to play a lot. But basically, a daredevil trope at this point, you know. Yeah. Uh, they even have this joke, you know, about how he's brooding. You know, you sit up here and brooding all the time. Playing off the preconceived notion that Daredevil is basically a blind Batman, but he's been so much more than that throughout the history of the character. You know, he's yeah. been he's been comic relief, man. You know. Yeah, I mean, there so, uh, probably the most famous Daredevil runs are the ones where it's Sad Boy Daredevil, but yeah. we do also have Swashbuckler Daredevil. We get to have the like yeah. laughing Daredevil. Yeah, you know, and that's what they Way chose to part- go with here, and I think that it was a good move. It fits the tone of the show. Uh, part of Wade's run, it's been a lot of time, you know, with him just talking and doing law shit. I mean, it did a lot of, it, I don't know. Wade's run started with him, like, swooping in and, like, kissing yeah. a bride on her wedding day and then swinging away again, you know? Yeah. Uh, Daredevil has subverted expectations throughout the history of the character. And uh, we've always said it, like, Daredevil is one of those prestige characters at Marvel Comics where when a team gets it and they win at it, it becomes like Daredevil has some of the most timeless reading, you know, pound for pound. Most of the shit Daredevil is great. Most of it is awesome. Yeah, Daredevil has the most good runs for any character, for sure. And why is that? Because people just love him. And all of those are different. You know what I mean? I don't know. He's a character that subverts expectations. But yeah, people Um, who are like whining about like, oh, this isn't like... You know, the brooding, like, rough edge Daredevil that I wanted to yeah. see. Maybe he wasn't, but it's not like this comes be. from nowhere. We do have, like, sure. more lighthearted Daredevil comic precedent, you know? No, it, exactly. And he even tried to be, you know, in this. He tried to be, like, <laughs> do the Daredevil thing. And Jen sort of stopped him, being like, you know, why don't we just... You know, and it was kind of like a fun team up in the comics. It was really fun, like yeah. watching Matt do the walk of shame after the uh, yeah. night together. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. One of my favorite lines from the show was "Sure says the guy that you know." Stealth. Sure says the guy whose color scheme is mustard and ketchup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and but then at the end, you know, setting up the drama for the last episode, um, her getting doxxed, but she's the one who got arrested for it. Uh, I don't know. I just thought that was really well done. Yeah, I mean. We were talking about with Miss Marvel, right? It was a pretty brilliant move on their part to make like the bad guys the system that like Yeah. Pushes them like into these situations that like villainizes them like just for being them. So it makes sense here, I think, the villain of She Hulk are fucking trolls. Yeah. You know, shitty comicscape people. And it's it and it's in my notes. You know, as much as this show subverted people's expectations, you know, did the unexpected, it also kind of played the audience a little bit. It knew that you weren't going to like us subverting your expectations that of this being such a different sort of MCU show 
we understand that not a lot of people are going to enjoy it. And the ones that really don't are going to talk about it. So let's play into that. It's almost like the show was saying you played yourself. Yeah. You know, I mean, you've been the villain this whole time. And now look, you actually were the villain the yeah. whole time. And honestly, that's brilliant. It really, um, it really kind of is, dude. They, it, they it knew really that people would is. whine endlessly because they yes. made a show that's not for them. Exactly. And so, like, the stuff we see on screen here, they're able to anticipate that is what we've been seeing in real life, too. Yeah. You know, they're able to predict pretty much exactly what all these assholes would be saying the whole time. Exactly, dude. And honestly, as a comic book fan, as someone who has read She-Hulk, the slot run, you know, the, mm. uh, what was that run with Javier Polito? Um, uh, Charles Soule? Yeah, Charles Soule run. You know, I'm a She-Hulk fan. I get it. Daredevil's the same way. You know, you can read the the Smith run and the Casada and that all that Max shit. Or, like we said, you could read the Mark Wade run and it's different characters. That's the beauty of these fucking characters. How do you think we can get three Batman movies in like three years, you know, five years? Because Batman is such versatile in the way that people have approached telling yeah. a story about Batman. The characters that really make it, the ones that like everyone knows and like have are constantly in circulation, are the ones that have these like great cores that you yeah. can build around in so many different ways. Exactly. We can have so many different versions of Spider Man. We can have so many different versions of Daredevil. We can have so many different versions of Batman. You know, so yeah. on and so forth. Yeah, and yeah. So I, I understand people not getting it because yeah, the tone is different. This isn't Moon Knight. This isn't you know beating a bunch of ass. The tone isn't. This was a show that's not for you, for a lot okay. of the audience, and that is okay. It's I mean, I get fucking the... awesome, really. I, yeah, you know? I'm not if happy we about when a show is like. Would suck. Yeah. And I get that it's not fun when the show's not for you, but that doesn't mean you have to be such a huge asshole about it. Yeah, yeah. Be happy that other people are enjoying a thing, and, uh, you know, in the same way, be happy that somebody's hating a thing, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Anyway, this uh, this was a lot of fun, and I'm it looking was. forward I had to the finale time. next week. I am looking forward to the finale as well. Uh, after that, we have nothing and or. That's it, right? Moment, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a minute until we uh, get another uh, Loki. MCU show, I think. The Guardians uh, Christmas special somewhere at the end of November. Is that this year? It's this year, right? I, I think it is, yeah. yeah. Food news. Mmm, yummy. We got, I don't know, you guys have to tell me. One of them isn't technically food, but one of them is gingerbread Pop-Tarts. Now, I got this for two reasons. <laughs> all right, first of all, they're beautiful. Okay, they're beautiful. That's um, pretty cool. Yeah. They're, they're wanting you to make a house, Ben. Have you what? not tried to make a house with, like, Pop-Tarts with, or anything? With, no, with Pop-Tarts? No, I haven't. With Pop-Tarts, no. But with gingerbread, sure. And then Please they... share, David, your experience of construction with breakfast pastry. You need a lot of icing. <laughs> but no, I mean, this looks cute. I mean, the designs are really fun. Um, they're probably yeah. not going to look great um, when I pull them out of the packaging, I'm guessing. But... Um, Gingerbread seems like a good flavor for Pop Tart too. I don't know. Pop Tarts are good. There's gingerbread, way too many flavors of Pop Tart. Pop Tart or not, but like gingerbread is like a form you could like stick in the toaster and then eat. That seems like a decent idea to me. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're putting in the fridge. Frozen Pop Tarts. Oh, uh, yeah, in the freezer. Yeah, Pop Tarts yeah, are really good freezer. like that. Yeah, I guess I probably gingerbread would not work as well there. You're right. Yeah. Number two is technically not food, 
but I couldn't resist myself. Hefty is in, has introduced pumpkin spice trash bags. Um, mm. First come, first serve basis, $6 for um, a limited <laughs> edition. Um, yeah. Oh, I um, thought bad. September 30th, 2022, they're available, y'all. So get out there, get in line, um, collector's item. I mean, I guess it's good to have a trash bag that has a pleasant scent to it, or at least to mask the smell of trash to some extent. But this just seems like such an easy target for like late stage capitalism jokes. It it does. I, it's like buying into to the the rush. It's almost like the cinnamon pumpkin spice craze becomes sort of like this joke in and of itself. In a lot of ways, yeah. It's okay fun of it. It is. It is. It you is. Know? It has come around yeah. and become the meme. Yeah, it's become its own meme now. So, uh, yeah, I wanted to put that. So, I just wanted to let everybody know: no more pumpkin spice. Anything we have reached peak pumpkin spice, y'all. That is not a bash. That's just what happened. Uh, all right, that's it. It's a marathon. Let's do news, or we already did the news. Let's do, Let's do some more. Let's do some more news. Let's make some shit up. This is when everybody leaves. Oh, y'all don't talk about comics? Bye, y'all. Um, I'll tell you, I would have loved to see some Joe Quesada interiors, not covers, for Batman. Uh, hey, never you know, count it out. Uh, honorable mention goes to Something Juicy. Not really mentioning, but you should check it out. Okay, Something Juicy recommendation from Andy this week. When's the last time Joe Quesada did interiors for anything, though? I mean, uh, it's it done been quite some Daredevil. Time. He's done, like... Uh, He's done like just covers for like as long as I can remember now. Anthology, some anthology work, just a couple pages here and there. Okay. Yeah, but I don't know if that that doesn't really count. How about an ongoing Joe? Come on, Joe. Right? He busy, man. He busy. Well, he's not getting coffee for Feige anymore, so yeah. Oh my god! (laughs) Damn it! That's hilarious. Uh, Anyway, honorable mentions. I don't know. I just. All the Axe books are bad, and I'm done pretending that I like any of the Judgment Day event. I don't like any of it. I'm having a bad time with the whole thing. There are some gems there, uh, but overall, I'm not a fan. But I will mention X-Men Red number seven. I know uh, Taylor read this. Taylor, do you know why I'm mentioning this issue? I'm just wondering why it's not in your top three. This is my number one. Oh, it was fantastic. Uh, but do, who's the artist on this? Let's see. It is. I think the Musabekov. Yeah. I don't Do you know remember? the name. <laughs> Matabek Musabekov. I talked about him forever with Barbarella. Remember that? And I kept saying, "Remember that fucking name." This dude's going places. And look, look what I did. Basilisk number twelve. I did miss that. Um, I'm behind on that whole fucking series. Over. Oh, I'm glad you. Uh... Got a little, uh, I do. I feel a prediction right there. I feel good about it, but man, well, I don't Robert know what does else have to mention. Predictions about artists on books and stuff. He's I do have like, some you know, good, yeah, man. I, Scott Galuski, remember the first time we yeah. saw his shit? Oh man, I knew. I was like, man, this dude's gonna be gone. He's blowing up. Yeah. Uh, Batman was solid. Dark Crisis was dope. Love that shit. Um, Spider-Man we have such 
opposite opinions about Dark Crisis. I know. Versus I love Man. Dark Crisis this week, man. Nothing ever fucking happens. You're not wrong. They keep talking about this crisis that's about to start, and we are like five issues into this shit, and they still haven't started it. You we are need so some crisis right. counseling for this no, lack of crisis. It is. It's like crisis counseling. It kind of things kind of moved up this week. You know, they were fighting uh, Destro. They have like these big brawls, but they're not like event book level shit. I know. I'm still. It's boring. I like. It's such a boring book. I. I mean, looking at it, you're kind of right. It is. On the other hand, Judgment Day, like a whole lot of things are happening, but I'm just not having with any of that stuff. I don't know. We are. We're just on, and that's okay. We're allowed to be. Uh, my number three this week was a dark horse, <laughs> Joker, the man who stopped laughing. Anybody else read this? Not I. No. Uh, it's Matthew Rosenberg, Carmine D, uh, Jim Domenico, and Francesco Francavilla helping out. Uh, huh. It was a beautiful read where the Joker is basically like thrown out of Gotham by Two Face, uh, Black Mask, and the Riddler. They're like, "All right, dude, we're just sick of it. <laughs> Why don't you get the fuck out so we can actually do some actual super crime?" Okay. Uh, so he's like, all right. So he's going on like a nationwide tour of doing Joker shit. <laughs> like he, he hires a bunch of people in all the different cities and like murders just a bunch of crime bosses all across the country. And then he like takes over the hijacks of TV singles signals and lets everybody know what he's doing, what's going on. He's doing good for all <laughs> the wrong fucking, reasons. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> he's doing better than Batman. But he's in L.A. and he goes to this dude who's like a crime boss. And he's like, this is L.A. You're not getting shit. You're not getting nothing. And Joker's like, I just want your office. And he threw him out the window. Just perfect Joker. Um, But it was great panels like this. You know, a lot of fun shit going on. Uh, Yeah, great read, man. And I love a Joker book. I will never sleep on a Joker book after that fucking Joker book that Adam could not stop fucking praising. So I will never sleep on it. And this one was fun. Uh, The ending was a bit weird. (laughs) <laughs> but I won't talk about that. Taylor, honorable mentions and number three. Um, I'll do an honorable mention for um, Spider-Man by uh, Slot and Bagley. In a lot solid. of ways, it's a blast from the past because it's a former yeah. Spider-Man writer and a former Spider-Man artist who both had like uh, rather well-known runs. True. And it's another Spider-Verse thing. And I like in the book that they acknowledge, ah, it's another fucking Spider-Verse thing. But uh, uh, Yeah, this is a great book. I it love- was just fun to read some Spider-Man again. And I, I like this book as well. It was really fun read. Yeah. Um, and, um, and I love Spider-Verse stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. Spider-Verse can be a lot of fun. And this had a pretty fun start. Looking forward to it. I think so, too. Um, honorable mention for Ant-Man number four. Um, it wraps up this uh, little look at Ant-Man through the generations here. I thought it was a really fun thing. I will say that the whole uh, future speak narration boxes were more fun when they weren't filling the entire issue. They got a little annoying after a while. Yeah. But that being said, I'm looking forward to Wasp uh, coming out, the follow-up thing to this. Yeah, nice. Uh, Last honorable mention for Batman. It was just one of your uh, Bat bots versus the Justice League type of things. But yeah, it It was was rad. It It was was fun. Really great art on it, especially. It was rad. Dude, Chip Zdarsky just knows how to write a damn comic book. I didn't know. I was like, holy shit, how the fuck's Batman going to get out of this? And then, like, at the very page, just before Aquaman shows up and saves him, I was like, oh, there's a there's a Justice League member missing. It, like, yeah. hit me. And I was like, man, Chip got me again. You know, got me again. But this is really setting up something where it's going to be Batman versus, you know, Batman's 
like conscious. conscious. Yeah, like can Batman right. outsmart himself? Which of course he can. That is a pretty fun, pretty meta way to take these things. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, my and number it's three is it's not even like a new thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. They've done that all the time. Well, yeah. you're never going to come up with a truly new thing at this point, especially okay. if you're like Batman. There's like five billion issues of Batman out there. Someone thought of what you thought of by now. But, you know, it, execution is the most important thing. Yeah. Uh, but my, my number three this week, though, is uh, Captain America Sentinel of Liberty, number five. Um, I just really enjoy this story arc. Great artwork throughout it. Um, I really enjoy the action scenes as they like play out in like a montage. And yeah, you mentioned it earlier, there was a really cool um, melodrama at the end with yes. uh, Bucky and Steve having a bit of a standoff there. I, it was almost like it was in moving in slow motion, that last panel where the bullet. Oh, it was so good, dude. Yeah. Man, it was a moment. Yeah, this it was has a been. Nail biter. It was a nail biter. I yeah. Was, man, it was good. This yeah. has been really strong um, since yes. it got started. And uh, yeah, it's, it, it used to be a lot of fun. Looking yeah. forward to the next one. Great choice, dude. Yeah. And it's hard because it's almost making you choose, you know? Yeah. Um, it's hard to choose against Captain America, but Bucky has a really good point. He does have a good point. I mean, I do not blame him for pulling that trigger. Yeah. Well, I don't know. He Not the way he did it is kind of... He, he's you know. a good marksman. He knows where to shoot yeah. to not kill someone. Have you, ever, have you ever seen the movie? What's the movie with the bus? With Sandra Bullock and Kim? Speed. speed. Yeah, Speed. You ever seen Speed? Yeah. That's that's this. That's what he does. He pulls the speed move. Yeah. Yeah. The speed gambit. You shoot the hostage. You shoot the hostage. Uh, All right, big, Dave. Big D. Ah, honorable right. mentions. Honorable mentions. Uh, my first honorable mention is going to be Jenny Zero, Volume oh, Two, I Number Four. I didn't pull a cover for that one. Uh, this just concludes <laughs> the the storyline here. Big old massive fight with a kaiju responsible for her father's death. Uh, the bad guys have taken over the advanced science police, and now Jenny is on the run with her friends badly injured, and her mom has decided that she's going to step in. Woo! Just a wild sentence. Got revenge on the kaiju who killed her father. That's just awesome. Wow, what the fuck? I need to figure out how she did that, because if that happened to me, if a kaiju killed my family, I'd just be like, man, that kaiju, I hate him, but fuck, like... Well, her father, what am I gonna do? Right, her father also had the ability to grow large, yeah, become a kaiju fighting monster, and this is the kaiju that killed him. It was a huge. Uh, but the kaiju was monster. working with the bad guys who took over the advanced science police. That's not so. It was a coordinated that effort. Sentence as well. It makes no sense, but it sounds awesome. Uh, my next honorable mention is uh, Kaya Number One. Uh, this was kind of like Lone Wolf and Cub with attitude. It is. Very, I liked it. It's I liked very. It. Very uh, lone wolf and cub. Um, uh, these two are apparently the only survivors of a uh, annihilation genocide of their people, and now they're they're trying to find allies to fight against the people that were the individuals responsible for the death of their culture. Yeah, it's uh, dope. It's yeah, dope. pretty good. And then my last honorable mention is going to be Dark Ride number one. What uh, if that's actually my number two? So oh. yeah, we can talk about that now, or you can wait. We'll, we'll wait till you. We'll wait okay, till you cool, get cool. there. So my number three pick, Brad, dude, go ahead. Number number three. My number three pick this week is Junkyard Joe. Oh, good call. It was solid. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, this is a character that first appeared in the Geiger series to fight against the the title character, 
Yep. Uh, but he is apparent. This is a, apparently an advanced robot that was sent to Vietnam to uh, apparently do an analysis of war and decided that war was not worth fighting. <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of Jeff stuff Johns, to, uh, oh, yeah. Gary Frank. Hard to do worse than that. Yeah, it's a lot of a lot of or better than that. Sorry, hard uh, to do better than that. A lot of uh, just good storytelling through the art because uh, our our junkyard Joe doesn't speak. He kind of shows up in Vietnam like you know he has the skin of a human, but apparently after the VC uh, hit him with a grenade, he's just like a Terminator. Yeah, now he's walking around like a robot. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, he say he managed well. Most of the platoon gets killed, but he does save somebody. And at the end of it, we have like this little scene from like Mash. Yeah. It looks like Alan Alda from Mash. <laughs> he's yeah. like, it's great. No, it was solid, dude. Jeff Johns is building his own little universe over here. It's pretty rad. It's pretty fun. Oh, that was your number three. That was Junk my number Joe? three. That was oh, I thought there's another honorable mention. All right, cool. Well, my up to me number two. My my number two is Dark Ride. Over their own image, it's Joshua Williamson, Andrea Besson, and Adriana Lucas. Uh, basically, this is about a horror amusement park that is built on an actual place where there was like a sacrifice and deal with the devil. Yeah, it's like what if Walt Disney made a deal with Satan? Yeah, ba- dude, that's basically what it fucking is. Yeah, um, but what happens throughout the story, and it was an extra big first issue, man. Uh, there was a lot packed in here. Oh, yeah. There was a lot going on in this. A, a super fan, a fan of the park, gets a job at the park, and then things take this wicked turn, you know. Um, but throughout that, you get in on all of the people, the owner, the guy who built it, his two kids who are rich, you know, fucking crazy kids. Oh, yeah. Like one of them is cele- like a horror movie celebrity. Yeah, it's wild, dude. It is great. Uh, Sweet Candy Vigilante. Dude, I totally missed that this week. I have a copy, but I did not get to read it. Um, But yeah, it's really fun, dude. Uh, Great pacing. The art was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. It's the premise, man. My favorite character, or my favorite character right now is the crazy old uh, cleaning guy. Virgil, whatever his name is. The park needs to be spotless! Uh, but yeah, it's a lot of fun, dude. Oh, yeah. I see this being this could be a fucking show easily, dude, or a yeah, movie it, or something. So it easily. has a lot of potential. And it, it really it, feels like that's what Williamson is writing for here, especially with these characters that he's you know injected into the place. It would be really easy for him to get lost in the park itself and want to show off more and more of these because in, in some places like there's rides that are takes off of horror obviously yeah. right and it, there's puns and shit and they're funny they're go they're good oh yeah there's a lot of that going on in yeah. there there's you know like like the the mickey mouse of this place is basically like a little demon yeah and there's act they're actually demons. demons the people who are like supposedly wearing the costumes around the mascots no they're actually demons they just look fucking you know fucked like up. mascots yeah uh, see, that was my number two, Dark Ride number one. Again, that's on Image, Joshua Williamson. Uh, one of my favorites, man. Taylor. I don't know where he finds the time. My number two is um, Axe X-Men number one. Axe X-Men number one. Not bad. The thing that I've enjoyed the most about the Axe books has been the look into the psyche of these characters as they're being judged. I really enjoyed that one with Iron Man and about how, like, ultimately for him, it just just boils down to he wants to build a machine to save everyone. Yeah, and I've I also, seen in uh, Avengers, Axe yeah. Avengers number one, one shot. 
And I also like this one looking into Jean Grey because it is kind of meta in a way. The character has been defined by sort of this conflicting nature where she is like the best person ever. She is like the one that all the other X-Men adore the most, the one who is like the most unambiguously good, but she's also the worst among them because when she became the Phoenix, she destroyed a planet and like the, the, the judge, I forget his name, uh, but the, the celestial is doing all the, yeah. Okay. Thanks. Um, but yeah, the, uh, celestial judging everyone points out like, at least I have a reason I'm wanting to destroy a planet. You didn't, you just did it for kicks. And then, like, I love the actual judgment scene itself, where it's like, now and forever, you are the Phoenix. That was a really yeah. clever callback to, you know, when she yeah. herself famously said, that's one of the most famous pages in X-Men history, you it's know, sure, to true. see it turned on its ear here was a lot of fun. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. I think that's part of my problem with a lot of the acts. It's sort of like, just like this weird retread um, into Marvel history. And honestly, that should be something I really like. Um but just I don't know. Maybe a, a reread of the event will will help me a little bit more. But hey, hey we don't have to like the same stuff. Like no, for sure, you know. dude, for sure. But I'm not trying to convince is, you. you. No, of course, but it definitely is. You know, harkening back. Well, my fear is maybe I'm not giving the book a chance. And the reason I say that is I respect your opinion when it comes to a lot of these fucking events. You know, especially events. You know, I know you dive deep into what's actually going on. But um, I will say yeah, my favorite thing rad. about the. Uh, about a dark crisis has been like that part with like Dick Grayson in the last issue where he has his whole, like you need to step up moment. Yeah. I just wish that they had more actual crisis to work around. I know. know. And there's not a lot of tie-ins and the ones they had like deadly green this week. It sucked. I didn't like it at all. It was. Well, yeah. A lot of the tie-ins are like young justice and other things that just don't give a fig about. Yeah. I'm reading that. Uh, awesome, good choice. Uh, where are we at, Dave? My number two. Do it. Batman 128. Excellent choice. We were just talking about this. And, uh, I know. Yeah, I you know. should have stopped us. Well, I know. No, I, I want to surprise you. I want to surprise you. <laughs> but no, you, you know, fail safe Batman taking on the Justice League. <laughs> taking over and making it. <laughs> taking over Gotham looking for Batman. I mean, oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, it, it is it's Batman. Yeah, it is Batman's going to have to fight a remorseless individual that is Batman, yeah. that his that his of his own creation. Yeah, it's but, awesome. Yeah, it's oh building my. up perfect. I thought it was a little awkward where Bruce was just like laying over, you know, Superman, like helping him out. I don't know. Yeah, but or maybe it, it was I mean, a moment. Maybe but, it was a but, testing moment. But it was like with this fight between the Justice League and Failsafe, it's like. It is it is seeing what Batman would do with the Justice League essentially. Yeah, and I he like he had the he had Kryptonite weapons, fire against <laughs> fire. He like he had like a whole block where Bruce had fought and basically led the the whole just or the portion of the Justice League that went after him into a trap. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was wild, dude. Chips yeah. are really hitting the stride with Batman, and he's doing it really early. So, uh, awesome. Awesome. Uh, that's to me number one. I don't think there's any surprise from the way I was raving earlier this week in the chat. Earth Divers number one from IDW. Uh, it's by Stephen Graham Jones and uh, David Gianfelice. A uh, hundred years in the future, right? The Earth is dead, right? Just from the way things are going now, it just keeps going that direction. So a small group of Native Americans. I know this sounds weird. 
they use a magic cave that allows uh, one of them to travel back in time, and they have a plan to murder Christopher Columbus before he discovers America in an effort to change history and save the future. All right, now that shit is a bit weird, but it really played well, dude. Uh, the pacing is a bit jarring, but I think they sort of wanted it to be jarring. Um, but man, I just adore this concept so much. They really pulled it off. It, it just works. And yeah, I'm in it for the long haul. I can't get enough. Um, Picard Stargazer for Andy is his number one. Yeah, that was a great issue. Getting the Remans in there. What? Is that right? The Remans or Remuses? I think Remans. Remans. Yeah, I love that shit, man. Yeah, that was really cool. Uh, and Seven of Nine is a badass as always. Uh, but anyway... Yeah, dude. Earth Divers. I'm a big fan of this. Uh, I also want you to notice here, Earth Divers, Kill Columbus. Now, this is a number one volume, right? I'm assuming that the Kill Columbus story is just going to be one story of them using the cave to time travel. And, like, that doesn't work. And then they're going to do it again. <laughs> it's, like know, it's like that Maybe old second city. Maybe if we kill city. someone else. It's like that yeah. old second city. No, that is an interesting around. question, right? Like, if there had never it. been a Christopher Columbus, would history yeah. have changed significantly? Someone else eventually would have tried sailing west, but well, I mean, timing I mean, is important here, right? If it had happened at a different time, would it have been the same result? The Vikings you know, had a lot of interesting discovered, questions. Discovered but the Vikings America, didn't come here. But that didn't up. set up a permanent uh, yeah. back Trading and forth. Route. That's no, what was did, important. It didn't, but you know, yeah. but the, like you're saying, somebody else would have already done it or would do it. Well, that so was the commerce, though. The Vikings didn't really do commerce that way. They landed in Canada, found that it sucked, and decided yeah. not to come so back it was again. Cold as fuck. We yeah. live in. Uh, but yeah, check that book out, Earth Divers, just in time for Indigenous Indigenous Peoples Day, which is also Christopher Columbus Day. And no, not anymore. Not officially, at least. I like that duality. You know, I like that duality. Uh, in the book and in the in the, that day you know what i mean it's it's a weird duality this thing that we have in our country and i think this book kind of kind of pulls that out into the forefront a little bit you know at one point they say well did he change anything well we don't know well, let's go find a history book and see if things have changed and then the one well, how would we know you know maybe we it Maybe it wasn't like this, and now it is because he changed it. You know, there's, talking a, whole about all lot, this weird there's like a whole bunch of like different temporal mechanics at play. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So, so but he, they're all convinced if they go and look at a textbook, find a textbook somewhere that it'll have changed. It's not. And, it's not. Back but it's, to the future it's, kind of stuff. No, exactly. But what it's doing is it's sort of mirroring like the whitewashing of history in terms of Native American culture and its interactions with Europeans. You know what I mean? It, it was very fucking well done, man. Anyway, yeah, Earth Divers, number one. Check it out. Taylor, number one. I already mentioned it earlier. It was uh, X-Men Ret, number seven. Nice. Uh, this made my number art. one. This was another one of those issues where it was just people standing around talking. But, oh, man, did I love all the things they were standing around and talking about. Like Magneto's death scene where he's talking about how... Spoiler. Uh, it was He's the beginning of a fucking back. issue. Just He's get over never it. Coming back. Whatever. Okay. Spoilers. Fine. Um, at the beginning of the issue, like his whole soliloquy there about how like yeah. um, he wants Aurora to watch out for Charles because a he wants Charles' dream to succeed, and b Charles is fucking dangerous if left unchecked, and that's kind of a yeah. cool insight. 
Um, we didn't talk about it last week, how they sort of hinted that his powers have increased since his... Uh, oh, yeah, he has, like, a telekinesis yeah. now, apparently. Well, he has always had a little bit, not enough to actually do anything. They barely even ever mention it because he, exactly, it's, it's such so a low-level telekinesis. Yeah, because yeah, it's so bad, but, yeah. And then also, I really like the whole thing, I guess, spoiler again, at the end, where, like, uh, Cable and WizKid find out what Brand has been up to. Just oh like Cable, God. whole like he's cocking his gun, and that tells you all you need to know, right? Yeah. Uh, I but the idea, I love the idea that they have a a like a peak, another quantum, you know, a quantum vibration, so they exist. Yeah, it was wild, man. I yeah. love this kid. I don't know if I can do anything. But the thing that made this the number one though was Fisher King, in a sense, defeating. Uh, Iska the Unbeaten by taking advantage that she cannot lose. That was a really yeah. clever way to do it. I love the whole like examination of what it really means to never be able to lose something. And Fisher King is the man. He has been my favorite character they've introduced in this series, and he rocks. Yeah. Uh, it, it seemed it's it did it, it was smart. It was you know intelligent, but it's like okay, we get it. All right, Iska's powers are weird, and we've played with them enough, you know. But this um, was like a moment of finality was. with that. Like they built it up, really like was. she has, in a sense, been beaten by the guy with no powers. Is the one who took down the person who cannot lose. Yeah, but again, not really, because she doesn't know what losing is, so she's still a winner. You know what I mean? It was a nice loophole, a nice trick. Yeah, but that's basically what you've got to do to get around Iska. But the thing about that is. She does it the same way, and they dug into that in this issue. That was my thing, right? Iska's powers, yeah, she can never lose, but in order for that to actually work, she just uses the loophole where she can just be a traitor and go to the other side. They called her Iska of a month, a month. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're the you're the bad guy. You're an asshole. But she's like, well, I came back over here because yeah, because you can't lose. Blah blah blah. Whatever. And then uh, there's your loophole, and then the Fisher King just like, well, I got a loophole too, you know, and that's fine. I'm I'm good with it, but all right, enough of Iska and her fucking loophole. We get it. Her powers are weird. Her powers are weird. But she hasn't even really fought any fucking body. She's has she ever fought anybody? Actually fought them? Uh, she fought Cass and Britain back when we first met her, and of oh, course she like one shot right. her. She, oh yeah, that's right. They beat the shit. She they they shattered her. That is true. That is true. Finally, Iska. And apparently anyway, she was on like a, a death choice. rampage in the last few issues there. Yeah. Uh, still a good choice. Yeah, they announced a new Captain Britain book too. We'll talk about it next week. I'll get another bunch of quick hits next week. Uh, but good choice. X-Men books are always good. Marauders was just okay this week. And uh, was there another X book? I think they did another one of those X-Men green things. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. I didn't read that. I didn't read that. Uh, that ends up with Dave and his number one book of the week. I'm going to go with Minor Threats number two. See, did I pull that? Damn, I didn't pull that. Oh, my gosh. So the last Damn. issue. Damn, I should have pulled that. The, Sorry. The last issue, a, a like a, a C-list, D-list villain kills essentially the, the Robin to this universe's Batman. The right. Justice The Justice League Avengers pretty much have cracked down on the supervillain neighborhoods to basically protect the supervillains from the rage of their, of this Batman type character. Yeah. So these supervillains are trying to find this, the, the, 
Matchstick Man, I think he's called, or, Ma- or Stick Man. Stick I think he's Man. Stick it's Man. Stick Man. It's Stick Man. But uh, so we have this. We have like this. Uh, this one guy who's really good at solving puzzles and stuff, and he can see like the different, th- different yeah. outcomes yeah. and everything. He kind of like determines that the Stick Man is going to be at the supervillains club. This like the A list supervillains club. <laughs> they go, and it's run by yeah. essentially a villain version of Cable. Called yeah. Gentleman Game Warden. <laughs> it's wild. It's just a. It's, it's like it's a wild, weird. But it's a weird comedy deconstruction of superheroes. Is, but what happens is, is essentially Stickman has played everybody, and ha- is parading the corpse of this this Robin character in this yes. club just so Batman will show up and beat everybody. Yeah. It is great. He's just playing games. He's just he, playing games. Yeah, it's just. But he's great. supposed to be. He's supposed to be like a, a Joker kind of character. They. Stick they were, No, they. They don't say he's like. because he's like everyone. All these D-list villains are these. These. These villains are like. Yeah. Well, he's not like you know. He's hanging out in the dive bars and stuff. He's not yeah. like a major criminal, but he's done something so reprehensible that it's caused problems for every other villain. But that's what I think. That's what I'm saying. He's some sort of kingpin. You know. I don't know. It's not bad. I just I feel like it's all been done to death. That sort of thing's been done to death. But no, it's not bad. At but all. it was it was just a great where they where the 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 puzzle Final guy is, the puzzle guy is basically going over the scenario in his head and he's like, oh my yeah. god, this is not the this is not where he is. He's just chumming the water for a bigger shark. Yeah, <laughs> it's just oh, no, it's, and it's it is it's a fun book, man. It's just i don't know it feels like it's all been done again but hey good call thanks everybody for listening we are spent oh my gosh uh check out our pals the comic book bullies they got a show coming up later on tonight right here on this facebook channel but go to outrightgeekery.com that's where we have links to everything we've got going on including stuff for the comic book bullies also links to all of our social media and stuff like that uh go to the group go to facebook search outright geekery hit up the group uh that's where andy lives he hangs out over there and kicks it he does such a good job over there and uh we really appreciate it uh but uh yeah man that's all i got here's all of me and there were so many batman reveals at in, in new york comic-con it was nuts uh yes andy said it best let me pull it up until next time that's right uh, thanks again for listening, everybody. But most of all, thanks to these guys for hanging out with this Joker. Always fun. Good We're going to do it again next time. Same geek time. Same geek ch- Oh, my God. You cut him off. No, I, I was like... You son of a bitch. It was close. Yeah.